With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Starts. Welcome to the Coach Youth Hoops podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, Marty Plum. So big round of applause for Marty. Marty is the head varsity coach at Fort Calhoun Community Schools in Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, which is just right outside of Omaha. He has over 27 years of coaching experience and a fellow podcaster. So go on over, search for a pen and a napkin podcast, uh, start listening, but first listen to ours and then head over to Marty's. Marty, thank you so much. I've been listening to your podcast for a while. Um, I love your interviews that you've been doing. Um, I think you do. You have a great style about it, and I think we share some of the same philosophies and feelings. So I wanted to get wanted to get you on uh, our podcast to talk about today how volunteer parent coaches, etc., can work with varsity programs such as what you're running at at Fort Calhoun, and then also your role in developing and helping those coaches grow and work with those students. So that's going to be our topic today. Yep. Um, does that sound like a good one to you? Hey, it's it's your world, Bill. I'm just living in it, man. So <laughs> tell me what you need me to do and I'll do my do my darndest to help you out. All right. Uh, anything you want to add about your coaching experience? Any highlights you want to brag about? This is the time. Uh, so you don't just... turn us off right now. So <laughs> you're making me feel old when I started doing that math here a little bit ago, but well, you don't uh, look so old. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, no, it's uh, it's been a great journey. Basketball has been wonderful to me. Um, and Quickly, how did you get started? You said you started when you were 21 when we were talking off air. Uh, so long story short, I was in college mm-hmm. 
and uh, my cousin Sarah was a six foot one post player uh, that was averaging about 20 points and 10 rebounds a game. And the head coach at the college that I was at, uh, Briarcliff College in Sioux City, Iowa, uh, Mike Power was his name. He was recruiting my cousin without, hmm. I didn't know that he was recruiting my cousin, Sarah. Mike didn't know that I was Sarah's cousin. And when he found out that I was Sarah's cousin, he wanted to get to know me a heck of a lot better uh, <laughs> after that. So uh, that led to one thing led to another. And, and it just, it was kind of this baby step forward thing. And yeah. uh, Mike asked me to, to help him coach uh, that, that uh, fall. And uh, one of the best decisions I ever made. And I can't thank Mike enough. Uh, I will always be eternally grateful for Mike giving me the opportunity to get started in the game and, and, and being a, a coach. And uh, here we are 27, 29. That's amazing. Whatever it is, so, yeah. yeah. Good for you. And and I'm sure you have a lot of stories you could share and uh, we could probably make a, a, a I don't know, a, a documentary about uh, 27 years of coaching and all the things that you've seen, but uh, let's uh, talk about first, give us a background a little bit on Fort, uh, Fort Calhoun and what the basketball scene is there. You re- you recently started there in the last couple of years, year, yeah. year two or year three, going it's into year three. three. Yeah, it's three. Um, you know, it's it's a little bedroom community just outside of Omaha. Uh, a little over, you know, in town we only have you know twelve hundred people maybe, uh, but there's a bunch of kids that live on acreages and and stuff in between Omaha and Fort Calhoun and then the surrounding area. Uh, so our school, we have about 55 to 60 kids per class, public school. Wow. And, and, uh, small. Yeah, it is small. It is yeah. small, but, uh, you know, it was, it was the right place for me at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I, I got out of coaching for two years and that's where the kind of the podcasting and things like that started. And, uh, when I considered getting back into coaching, I had a, a checklist of about four or five things that had to be in place mm-hmm. in order for me to come back in. I was, I, I turned out, I was pretty happy not coaching, but yeah. you know, you, you know, that you get the bug. And, and so, you know, this is a community that, that fit all of those things. And, you know, that's been another really, really good professional decision. And uh, we're getting there, uh, took, took over a struggling program. They hadn't had a lot of success in the last few years. I think they had won like 10 games the three years combined mm. before I took over. So I knew it was going to be an uphill battle, right. uh, but I had talked to some people in the community. There was some, some, there's some kids coming up and my first year we won eight games and nice. Congrats. So last year we won nine and could have made an argument for 10 or 11 or, you know, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh, but we got nine and, and, and this year we, you know, we hope to continue to, to move things forward and a big part of us moving things forward has been our youth development within the community. And, and that was something that I wanted to do right away. That had to be a, that had to be a priority. Uh, we're not in Omaha. We're not going to have kids that are going to drive from uh, South Omaha to West Omaha to go to school just because of, of basketball um, or, or any other activity. Uh, so number one thing was to recruit our own kids and keep our own kids interested and not have them go into Omaha and to, uh, have alignment within our program, uh, or have our coaches know what I expected and have them do it. And that, and we're, you know, we're still working on that. And, uh, you know, just, you know, like I said, recruiting our own kids, developing our own players and developing that sense of pride within the community that we can be winners here. 
So uh, talk about that a little bit, dive into that. Uh, you mentioned two things, the the pride, which I love, right? The pride of the community, being part of the community. Uh, but then also at the very basic level, uh, you know, if you, you, and this is great timing because you are taking over a program. So what are the things you put in place now, uh, you know, as a structure, an overall oh, structure? Well, um, we, or we things that you've done anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've uh, we've tried to do a lot. Um, you know, kind of the simplest thing. You're talking about pride, and mm. one of the first things we did is we spent a lot of money on uniforms. We mm. we we bought our kids nice uniforms on purpose yeah. because we were not feeling good about the scoreboard. So we needed to find other ways mm. to have That's the smart. kids yeah. feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of half jokingly. Uh, but half serious, you know, if you look good, you feel good. And, and we needed to, to, we need to put it, we needed to put various carrots at the end of the stick to get our kids uh, really excited about playing basketball and that that there was hope that you can be good at this. Now that that comes with a price, you got to get in the gym, you got to work hard, you got to get shots up in the summertime and all those other things. Uh, But we did that. We, we upped, uh, we upped the commitment, we upped the requirement. Um, and it was kind of like, you're either going to be come along with us. And, and, and we did that with a sense of, we brought a lot of positive energy. Uh, we're going to have kids get excited about it. I spent a lot of time talking to kids and getting them excited, uh, trying to get them excited about basketball. Um, you know, so as a varsity coach, okay. Mm-hmm. And you, again, you coach girls varsity, yeah. Are you working hand in hand in the community with the boys varsity coach? And then, yeah. and, and what are you doing to, you know, that sense, bring that sense of pride that you're creating at the high school level down to the youth level? Yeah. I, you know, we, uh, our boys coach, TJ O'Connor is great to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to talk and, and we're not in perfect alignment. We're going to have a little bit of a different philosophy on various things, but yeah. overall we try to keep, for example, we try to keep, are the prices of our program about in the same area. Uh, we try to have the same philosophy when it comes to the number of workouts that we ask our kids to be at. Uh, we try to have the same philosophy in the number of games, the number of tournaments that we participate in, uh, so forth and so on. And so we, uh, we have to work hand in hand. We're, like I said, we're a small community. Right. We're, we're, yeah. we're, not a, we're not a school with 2,500 kids and we can pick and choose here and there. We've got to share. We've got to have a a common message. And between myself, TJ, we have a newer football coach. Our football coach is in his third year as well. And, you know, we, we just, uh, we've worked really hard to kind of come out with a, a common vision for our, our athletic community in general. And Mm -hmm. that didn't come out, that, that, that didn't come about without some, some bumps in the road. Uh, we, there were some people that weren't happy with some of the things that we wanted to do. Mm. Uh, but we had to change. We had to change some perceptions. Uh, we had to work on changing some perceptions. We had to show uh, this is what we need to do. Uh, and, and part of that is, you know, you don't want your, your son or daughter to get their butt kicked when they're juniors and seniors on Friday and Saturday night. So here's the things that we need to do at the third grade, the fourth grade, the fifth and grade. And what are those? Like, what did you do? Maybe if, if you could name a few of those um, things that, and did you, you know, go to the, uh, did you go to the youth coaches? And maybe even before you even answer that question, you know, the youth 
programs across the world, which, you know, podcast reaches are different. Yeah. They're all structured yeah. a little different, especially in yeah. Europe. Right. Sure. So yeah. maybe just quickly, how, how, you know, you have, do you have um, YMCA, CYO programs? Yeah. Rec, uh, what's the rec situation there? Yeah. Well, yeah you know, we're Sorry, a great long question. No, it's okay. Uh, yes. I've never asked a, a long question on my podcast. Or, <laughs> um, we, uh, we're, we're, we're in a great situation that we're, we're in a small community or smaller community, but we're right next to a metropolitan area of a million people. So we get the best of both worlds. Okay. So I really encourage my uh, directors, my coaches uh, to go into Omaha and, and play, you know, we play in a league, it's called the conquer basketball league. And each one of our teams plays at least one session in that league. So they get eight or nine games there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we play each team uh, has to play a minimum of three tournaments, but we try to encourage four or five. And this is between November and the end of February. So basically one, at least one tournament a month. We want so this is to- your high school or this is, this, your, this is, this youth. is our, this is our youth. This, this is, is your youth. youth. Okay. Yeah. And then they, and then they practice twice a week. So um, we try to get them in twice a week. You know, sometimes we're limited by facilities. Right. But uh, we want them to uh, we want to get our kids at from second grade to eighth grade. We mm-hmm. want to have them play somewhere between 20 and 25, 26, 27 games in that four month stretch. Mm. Um, wow. And 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 then practice twice a week. You know, so in theory, we're getting about. And if we include our summer stuff and our summer skill sessions and things like that, yeah. uh, we're, we're probably at about a three to one ratio workout to game, uh, you know, ratio. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's what we're, you know, it's not perfect. We'd love to be the European model of five to one or something like that, you know, but we're not. And, and we're going to, and it's, it's that fine line of, we want our kids to work. Uh, we yeah. want our kids to put in time. Uh, but we don't want them to to burn out and we want them uh, winning the seventh grade trophy does us no good. If half those kids aren't out as juniors. Right. And I, and, and I think that's sometimes the problem with the youth stuff is, well, we got to play 50, 60 games and we got to do this. We got to do that. You know, if, if you play 25 games, playing 35, ain't going to be that much different. Now you can't play five, but the difference between 25 and 35 is not going to be that big a deal. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I would rather see the kids once you get to that point, I'd rather see the kids in the gym practicing for an hour and a half with a ball in their hands and working on skill work and skill development rather than playing more games at that point. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I say that often as I'd rather have, yeah, especially at the youth level to, mm-hmm. you know, develop their ball handling skills and get a shot. Yep. Right. And there's yep. shooting yep. technique. Okay. So, so, all right. So that, so was that in place when you were there and how do you work directly with those coaches? Are they paid coaches? Are they volunteer coaches, uh, yeah. parent coaches? What's the, what's yeah, that like? Main, mainly parent volunteer coaches, okay. uh, but we're going to sit down here in a couple of weeks and, and I'll have, uh, we got the, the you know, you, you got to have the Google slideshow and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're just going to go through a bunch of stuff and I'm going to have a packet for them. And I think it's, it's, it's important for the high school coach and the coaching staff to be available to the youth coaches. And one of the things I emphasize to them is, you know, I do this every day. You do this 
couple nights a week. And a lot of times you're, you're working eight to five and right. then you're rushing home, you're grabbing a cheeseburger from McDonald's and you're going up to practice at six o'clock. And what can I do to help you out in those situations? So we give our, we give our coaches a, a practice template and it's literally a one page thing and they can literally, and we give them 50 copies of it, you know, and I don't know if we'll ever have 50 practices within a season, but let's say we have 50 copies and they can sit there and go, okay, shooting this, this and ball handling here and this, and, and, and they can put together their practice plan in five minutes if they need to, because everything's listed on their sheet uh, to make it simpler on them, to help them with right. that. Uh, and are those things, for example, uh, take something really simple. Like, I, you know, for me, what we're teaching at the girls, uh, teaching the girls at a very young age is the power layup. Mm-hmm. I just found uh, statistically that it's, it's a higher percentage yeah. shot. So we're teaching that at, uh, you know, all the way down to you know, kindergarten level, all the way up. Yeah. So are you giving in that level of detail to say, hey, we prefer this type of layup and here are the reasons why? Um, you know, not not so far that far down the line. Yeah. We, uh, one of the things that we want to do a better job of, especially going into this year, is to have our coaches speak the same language. Um, so, you know, our half court man to man defense is red. So we want to hear our, you know, mm. when we go watch our sixth grade team play. I hope they're saying, Hey, we're in red, we're yeah, in red, yeah. you know, just, just little things yeah. like that. And, and what we want to emphasize in our situation, we want to emphasize two big things with our youth kids as they go into the high school team. Number one, we want them to be fundamentally sound. And number two, we want them to hit the ground running as much as possible within uh, their ability within our, our schemes, our, our stuff and, and, and really, really simple, really simple stuff, Bill. I mean, we're talking, uh, our basic half court defense, you know, and, and we have, we have seven principles, one through seven, get, get number one done first. Mm. And once you got number one, then do number two. And then once you got number two, then go to number three. And so, you know, we try to simplify it as much as we can for our youth coaches, uh, so that they can, you know, both offensively and defensively, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline here's the seven things we emphasize on offense. Here's the seven things we emphasize on defense. Here's the priorities that they're in and try to teach that to the best of your ability. Uh, we also have a, a couple of, of flow charts, if you will. And, you know, by the end of seventh grade, here's the things that they should kind of have mastered at this mm. point. Uh, here's the things that, eighth, and, and we go all the way through to, to senior year. And so we can show our youth coaches, this is, you know, a leads to B, B leads to C, C leads yeah, to D. That's a good and idea. so, and so it can help them if they're in doubt, Hey, what does coach Plum really want from us by the end of February? Well, you could take a look at it. at the end of their fifth grade year. Okay. He would really love to see these three things mastered. And yeah. if you're the coach of the sixth grade team, here's the four things that he thinks are really important to be mastered. And if we can, if we can get that flow, if we can get that alignment, then hopefully, like I said, once they hit that freshman year and they start playing for me full time, then we can kind of, you know, 
uh, not have to reteach a bunch of, of concepts and ideas or, or thoughts, you know. Now, uh, is that youth program, though, part of the community or the high, the, is it public part of the public school system within there or is it an independent? It's kind of a hybrid. It sounds like you guys are pretty tight with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, where I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, we have uh, we have our CYO program, which is independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I work, you know, I'm at Camp Alindo High School. And then we have a rec league that's, mm-hmm. you know, also independent. Yeah. Now I'm involved in both just because yeah. I help structure and for the very same reasons is, hey, if I can help our community level up in basketball, yeah. I'm going to do whatever yeah. it takes. So just kind of curious how that structure is. And then I'm going to ask you two questions back to back. You can riff on them a little bit too, is then if I live in a community where eh, maybe the coach is, you know, not as involved as, as you or I, I'm a youth coach. I love basketball. What would you encourage that? Let's call them parent volunteer. Cause a lot of them are, yeah. uh, what would you encourage them to do? Um, well, I'm going to start with that one first. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you got to bug the heck out of the high school coach. I I think, you know, um, most high school coaches, uh, in most situations. Now, again, you're in San Francisco. I coached in Omaha for 16 years and we had, and I was at a private school for 16 years. So we had, we had kids coming from CYO. We had kids coming from club organizations. We had kids coming in from public school and they all came to this private high school. Uh, and, and we tried to align that, you know, with, with certain Mm. kids as much as we could, but you know, you're really limited there. Um, but I, I think that in that situation, the high school coach is a little bit, his hands are tied or, or her hands are tied because they probably got kids coming in from all over the place. Uh, in our situation, we do have that for better or worse. Here's our seven eighth graders. And we hope they're good and we're going to work with them and we're going to try to make them as good as we can. Uh, so I, I think if you're in that situation where the, where the high school coach isn't as uh, involved, I think that you just keep knocking on that door. You say, hey, what do you need me to do? Uh, I've got a daughter that's in fifth grade or I've got a son that's in that's in fourth grade and they love to play. Uh, what can we do to get the youth program going here at, at West High or St. Thomas High or whatever it may be to get these kids involved and, and get kids and and going with it. Um, I, I think that's the the key point and just reach out and, and and you know some you know we're coaches we're control freaks you know sometimes you get a little no. ter- territorial <laughs> sometimes you get a little territorial but a good coach isn't going to turn away good right. good free help now there's there's free help and there's good free help you want to have right. good free help yeah. or or inexpensive help. And so I, I think that's probably the best route to go is just coach. We want to commit to this. We want to get excited. We want to, you know, we feel like we've got a good group of sixth grade boys here. What are some things that we can do here? And, and hopefully that, that coach will buy into that and, and listen to that, that, that concerned person that wants to be involved with the program. So, yeah. And, and going back to the, what we originally talked about culture and changing, let's just call it changing a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you give yourself as far as a timeline? I mean, of course we want it tomorrow this season, but we know that doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, it was, I, I literally laid out, um, a four-year plan mm-hmm. and, and, and tried to go as detailed as you could. 
Yeah, uh, here's what we want to do in year one. Here's what we want to accomplish in year one. Here's what we want to accomplish year two. Here's and 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 then you tack on another year. So now the 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 four year plan is now the six year plan because we're going into <laughs> three. Yeah. And and part of that is and and I came in during COVID, so that made it even more difficult. That was that 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 made a a a hard process, even more difficult. That's right. yep. And and so the first year was just like, are we even going to have high school practice? Uh, let alone all the things that you wanted to do with the youth organization. Now we were able to get some things done. Uh, I've got a great guy uh, named Brett Greenow, who is absolutely awesome. He has helped me so much since day one, since taking over the job. He has been terrific. He handles so many of the tiny details along the way. Yep. And I think that's really important uh, if you're the high school coach, you've got to delegate. You've got to delegate to people that are going to be really involved with your youth program and help you get that aligned. You've got to explain your mission and you, and you, and you just can't come in and say, well, I want the kids to play really hard and I, and I want them to learn how to pass, shoot and dribble. Well, no kidding. What's the plan? How are you going to get there? How are you going to do that? And I think you have to spend a lot of time, you know, putting the plan together of whatever you want and then get good people and, and implement that plan and emphasize that plan. And you're constantly, you know, pounding that plan into your community, into your coaches, into your players and, and being a, a constant presence and showing not only preaching the plan, but showing the plan. Uh, we kind of did it in reverse because of COVID we had to show the plan at the high school level before we could really do it with the youth. A lot of times you would do it with the youth and have it go up through the high school level, but COVID forced us to go top down instead of bottom up. And and so then the last year we did more um, when it was not as much COVID. Um, and now this year where things are as much as can be back to normal compared to what we had in 2020 and, and 21. Now we're kind of looking more at the trees and we did some stuff with the, with the seventh and eighth grade level last year, but we were just kind of staying afloat with the younger kids. Now this year we're really drilling down to sixth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade. And here's, here's the things that we would like for you to do and, and to be more of a presence. And uh, how much time are you, I'm sorry, how much time are you, do you, do you think you're spending um, on average with your youth teams? Um, I try to do a lot in the spring, summer, and fall yeah. because in the winter I've got to concentrate on my right. Yeah. So I really explain that to the kids and to the coaches and, 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 and you wish you, you had more time. Um, I, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as popping in your head. Uh, so in the fall, I will be at practice. I'll, I'll go to a team, at least one or two teams practices a week. So we've got, oh, wow. yeah, you know, and, and sometimes it's just for 20 minutes, a half hour. Sometimes yeah. it's for the entire practice. Uh, I have, we have a committee and I have a coach that is kind of the liaison. Uh, so if, if the fifth grade coach has a question, they go to Allie. If Allie can't mm. answer it or help them out with how do we shoot layups better or how yeah. do we do this, then they come to me and, okay, let me help you out with this type of a thing. That's and, great. Yeah. And so again, just great support from the people around me. And, uh, but I, I think it's really important to be a presence. I think you have to, you have to show those young kids that you're interested in what they're doing. You just can't expect them to, to show up. So, mm-hmm. and so it's, it doesn't have to be complicated. Stick your head. You get done with your varsity practice at, at 545. You putz around until six o'clock 
and you stop at the elementary gym on the way out of town and you stick your head in there for five or 10 minutes, kids, how you doing this, that, you know, what's going on, talk to your coaches. And then you go home and have, have supper with your wife or your husband and your, and, and your family. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, yeah, that's good. especially when you get into the season, uh, you got to keep that balance. You got to yeah. keep that balance. So no, you're right. Yeah, that's right. And, and I appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, you're doing a good thing there. And, and, you know, our, you know, that's the reason why we started this podcast too, is to help and be that, um, voice for youth coaches. You know, we're, we're on a mission to help a million kids, uh, uh, or, or positively influence a million kids in 10 years. That's our, that's our mission. And, you know, we're doing that by helping coaches, right. And leveling them up. So, um, this is really good information. I appreciate it. So we're going to jump into my next segment. Okay. You okay. ready? All right. So remember, put your youth, youth coaching hat on right now. You okay. got, I'm going to give you a, a few things. You're going to say keep or cut. Okay. Keep okay. or cut. Okay. Keep or cut. Or That's cut. my two options. Two That's options. Keep options. or cut. Okay. All right. And then you, if you want to dive into one of those, we have about uh, six minutes left here. So, okay. all right. Keep or cut shot clock at the youth level cut uh full court press keep but you know with With score limitations that type of thing yeah okay zone defense cut (laughs) screening oh keep yeah keep Uh, and uh, i'll tell you the reason why i had that one traps keep keep I was surprised. I was talking to someone in, oh my gosh, I want to say Belgium. Okay. They don't, they, in their league, they can't screen or set traps. Hmm. The youth league. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And like I said, I, I think that there's like with the trapping and the pressing, I think there's got to be, uh, you know, you're up by 15, 20 points right. or whatever, then you got to pull it off or you can't trap or you, you know, uh, certain things like that. But I, I think you got to, I think, or what I've seen a lot of is, uh, like you're talking about pressing, yeah. you can't press the first three quarters, but you can press the fourth quarter, you know, or at like a fifth grade level or, you right. know, stuff like that, you know, yeah, exactly. So, and I think there should be I, some I modifications. Yeah, those things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, the kids can barely dribble and, um, you know, zone defense, you were pretty like cut, you know, that's pretty strong, right? Oh, the kids can't oh. shoot. So, no, um, you know, that, that does no, nobody any good. Yeah. 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 Any, any last words, any uh, last piece of advice uh, that you want to give our youth coach coaches out there? You know, stay with it. Um, You have, you have the opportunity to really help out kids and, and, and don't get too locked in on necessarily the basketball. Yeah. We want their skills to improve. We want them to be better basketball players, so forth and so on. But uh, focus on developing the whole player. Uh, if, if you have, in, in most situations, you have nine or 10 kids on your team, more than likely you're only going to have two or three of those kids that are ever really going to go on and be varsity basketball players. So your job is not to win the fifth grade trophy. Your job is not to, um, you know, run a, you know, Roy Williams back screen off the secondary break or anything like that, make them better basketball players, make sure they have a great experience. You've done their job. You've done your job 
if they're really excited to come back and play again the next season and they're better basketball players, that they're enjoying that experience. Uh, the crescendo of this whole thing, uh, their whole experience is supposed to be their sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. And, and I think that's the focus that youth coaches need to have in mind uh, that and, and again, that's going to kind of filter its way down. Those numbers are going to kind of filter its way down. Uh, and if the kids are good enough, they're going to be good enough. But keep working with them. Give them a great experience. Uh, make them better. But make them better with a smile on your face that you're enjoying the experience. Uh, clearly communicate your expectations with parents. Focus on coaching the game. Uh, if you win, great. If you lose, Oh, that stinks. Come back and get better the next time. Don't and, be their last coach. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and some kids that's unavoidable. I, I right. get that, that, you know, uh, but you know, th those are the biggest things is, you know, I tell my, I tell my youth coaches, if we've got 45 kids involved in our youth program at Fort Calhoun, I want 45 kids back again next year. Yeah. That's the goal. Uh, because if they're back, that means they're playing. And if they're playing, that means that they're getting better. And if they're getting better, then we've got a chance. Leave it to the high school coaches to narrow down who's going to be on the JV and who's going to be on the varsity and who's going to start, and who's going to get the shots That's and right. all that other stuff. Just make the kids better. Don't worry about the winning and the losing. Um, it's good to win. It's also good to lose and learn how to come back from adversity just make them better. Have them have a great experience. I, I, love, I, I, I love that line that you said there, Bill. Don't be their last coach. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, such, I, I'm going to borrow that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I have no, to give credit for Steve. Uh, Steve gave me that one. So uh, coach, thank you though. We got to, we got to jump uh, coaches out there. If you're uh, planning your practice, go over to basketballpracticeplans.com uh, right now. Get full season of practice plans all done for you. All you got to do is print and go we target that customer or that uh, coach you were talking about who is just running from work, stops at the drive-in, grabs a burger, runs to practice. That's yep. who we're speaking with those busy volunteer coaches. So we got everything, we got a whole season planned out for you. Um, Marnie, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll look forward to listening to more of your future podcasts. Thank you so much. Bill, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope I was able to help you out. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Sports Social Podcast Network. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.